politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Acting President Jen Psaki is officially leaving the White House on May 13th. May 13th should be replaced by Jean-Pierre. That's right. Jean-Pierre. And uh, trans jokes may have triggered the Chappelle attack. The brother of the thug says the uh, criminal will not, the suspect, I should say, of course, will not be charged with a felony. I'll tell you about that as well. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you're having a great day today. Stock slaughter. Oof. Ouch. Oof. It's uh, it's an ugly, ugly day today for for the market. Let's begin with the deuce, Peter Ducey, going after acting President Jen Psaki today over some of the radical abortion language. And I have to tell you, they're absolutely nuts out there today. Nuts. So I I tweeted out earlier today, um, let's see, this is uh, Jack Sobiak tweeted out, he said, let's do a little check-in on the left. And and I just uh, retweeted this earlier, this guy, Simon Gwynn who tweeted out the following. Interesting real-life trolley problem in America right now. If you had the chance to kill Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito, the two oldest right-wing Supreme Court judges, should you do it while Biden can get his nominee to replace them confirmed? It's interesting as an abstract question, but becomes a real conundrum if, say, you're terminally ill and have little to lose yourself, but know that it could save many women's lives in the future. Uh, uh uh-huh right so the tolerant left now openly advocating for somebody who might be dying to go kill two supreme court justices simon gwynn warning account contains attempts at philosophy this is the tolerant left and this is in no way no way in any way shape or form uh in any way shape or form a, a an insurrection right no no way is it these people who are out there now this ruse ruse group or whatever it is doxing supreme court justices going out there and trying to get people to know where they live to threaten and intimidate them no way is that a form of insurrection right no 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 oh these people are amazing here this is the deuce today peter Ducey with uh snarks acting president Jen Psaki. Why did you guys say anything about the leaked draft memo uh, at the Supreme Court? I mean, well, in the past, you, you have declined to comment on leaked materials. So why now? Well, Peter, I think, as you would note and was reported, the Supreme Court confirmed this this document was accurate, even it was if it is not the final opinion. The president had a statement out before they confirmed that it was real. So and in that changed? statement, he made clear, we don't know if this uh, is accurate. Uh, we don't know if this document is accurate or the leak is accurate. And to follow up on a question earlier, do you guys think, does the president think, the leaker should be punished? Again, that's up for the Department of Justice and others to determine. Uh, what our focus is on is not getting our uh, distracted or our eye off the ball of what is most important to people across the country here, which is not the leak and the story of the leak. It is the fact that women's health care is at risk for millions of people across this country. The president said today, what happens if you have states change the law saying that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? What is he talking about? Well, I think, Peter, we've seen um, extreme laws that target 
uh, LGBTQ families, their kids across the country, and I think what he's saying is we don't know what they're capable of given what they've already done to which, date. Which state is trying to segregate LGBTQ children in the classroom? Thank you. Well, I think Thank we've you. seen laws that are incredibly discriminatory. That's what the president's referring to, and the fact that uh, he doesn't know what additional steps could be taken by extreme wings of the party that would rather divide uh, rather than work on issues that the American people actually are focused on and actually impacting them. So, uh, uh, another one about abortion. Why is the president talking about the judgment to choose to abort a child? Well, the president's view on a woman's right to make choices about her own health care is well-known, well-documented, well-stated. He said abort a child. I understand, that? Peter, but what I'm telling you is, is what his position is. And how can you guys say this is not a political issue when the president's statement about this talked about getting pro-choice officials elected? Did I say it's not a political issue? Uh, yes, you actually said some call it a political issue. It is not. Abort Air Well, Force because one. the vast majority of the public... <laughs> believes that <laughs> no actually you did jen yeah you actually you actually did uh speaking of the child whoopi goldberg made a very important point today as well on who makes the decision to have an abortion ready but i will tell you this is my body and nobody you you know you got people telling me i gotta wear a mask or don't wear a mask or do this everybody wants to tell me what to do but you won't let whoopi was all in on telling people to wear masks and to get vaccines what the hell was she talking about she was all in on telling you you don't have a body and a choice let me make my decision about my body you are not the person to make that decision, my doctor and myself and my child—that's who makes the decision. My child. Right, if, the, if the unborn child has a vote, how do you think the unborn child's voting in that? Just out of curiosity. If, if just, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm asking, asking for a friend here. Uh, the, the left is losing their friggin' minds over this today, over the fact that the states will now have to deal with the abortion issue if this ruling does in fact come out. And again, all of this is an attempt to intimidate. That's exactly what all this is. This is, this is an attempt to intimidate these justices, and it's an outrage because this is an absolute insurrection. The idea of now trying to take over the United States Supreme Court by intimidating justices doxing them and everything else this group ruth's revenge or something like this now they're actually saying we're going to walk by all the houses of the supreme court justices you got wackos out there wondering what it'd be like to kill them this is nuts but now but but again the only insurrection we have to ever talk about is some dude in a furry hat so there's actually a picture of elizabeth warren wearing that exact same furry hat oh america's mother-in-law is unhinged she is unhinged right now. Here's a little montage put together by our friends at Grabian of the unhinged liberals losing their friggin' minds after this draft uh, Supreme Court case. War has been declared on the American woman. How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? We are not going back. Yeah, they're trying to criminalize our bodies. Yes, they're trying to move toward states' rights, and we all know what states' rights means. Not our founding fathers didn't recognize abortion as a fundamental right because the founding fathers were racist, misogynist jerk faces who didn't believe that women jerk had faces. any rights at all. The 50 years of rights, the, 50, the decades of precedent that has just been spit on and thrown away in this draft opinion. No one is safe. This overturning row will be a mass criminalization event. Not ever, not and honestly, at this point, I think we're that's actually America's mother-in-law yelling at her daughter to not marry that guy. Not ever. Don't marry him. Not now. Not ever. 
She's very upset, America's mother-in-law, as you can imagine. This is this is theater. You realize that, right? This is this is theater. This is for Democrat officials to raise money and scare people. Of course, this is theater, is what it is. But uh, I mean, you know, let's not get in the way of their fun, shall we? All right. So, question the legitimacy of the court. It read like an anti-abortion activist wrote it, not a Supreme Court justice. These justices are acting like this is somehow something that they have the right to change. They do not have the right to change this. And this Supreme Court has said they don't care. They don't care about those women. What they care about is imposing their extremist view on the rest of the country. The Supreme Court is poised to inflict the greatest restriction of rights in the past 50 years. Really quite a radical decision. The decision would be an abomination. An abomination. One of the worst ever in modern history. Not ever. You see fascism down the line here. Not ever. Not ever. Never. This is the kind of news that rocks your world as a woman. Women have barely had any rights in this country most of the time that women have been in this country. My worry is that this is just the beginning. Next, they'll go after gay marriage and, and maybe... It's clear that they will try to turn back the clock to a time when women, people of color, LGBTQ people are second-class citizens. The story that women across second America... Second-class citizens. Got it? Second-class citizens. This is the new threat now, which is that they're going to ban gay people, of course, and they're going to take away the right of people to, to marry if they're if they're interracial. I, I mean, I... Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make that illegal too. Ban contraceptives, of course. This is all the fear mongering that keeps going on here. And meanwhile, in in normal world on on real planet Earth, what people are actually thinking about is stuff like this. Um, here's uh, CNN's Harry Enten hammering Biden's awful economic numbers. What people are actually really thinking about today, outside of the Beltway, outside of of America's mother in law's frantic kitchen is is the economy and it's still going to be the number one issue I, i'm sorry but i i just give voters i guess a little bit more credit than this this is uh a little bit here from a- anna cabrera interviewing this economist new cnn polling finds feelings about the economy are the worst they have been in a decade cnn senior data reporter harry enton joins us now harry according to this latest poll most americans are not happy about the economic state of things fill us in yeah, I mean, look, on the Chiron, you see dismal. I was going to use the word awful. Uh, essentially, if you ask Americans how they view the economy, is it poor or good? Uh, look at the percentage that say poor at this time. It is north of 70 percent. It is 77 percent say bad, bad, bad. Just 23 percent say good. You got to all, go all the way back to 2012 to see numbers that bad. And it's not much of a surprise if you ask folks, what's the most important problem facing the country right now? What is the top issue? The economy, number one at 55 percent. And I looked across our poll, across 20 different demographic groups, political groups. The economy was the most important issue across all of them. Exactly. So who do most Americans blame? I mean, look, they blame the Democrats. They blame Biden, but they really blame inflation. I mean, that's really what's cooking here, right? Uh, We were talking about that. Matt was talking about that. On inflation, is the U.S. government doing enough? Look at that. 81% say too little. Too little on inflation. Only 4% say too much. 15% say the right amount, but 81% too little. I truthfully look at polling data all day. You just never see that many Americans agreeing on something. 81% too little. Awful number. Do people feel President Biden is doing enough to combat that? No. No, they do not. Uh, and this, to me, is the most worrisome sign no. if you're a Democrat, right? You essentially no, say, not. okay, is President Bi- is, has President Biden's policies affected? Uh, how has it affected I U.S. economic no. conditions? No, Look at that. Not. 55% say he's worsened. 
worsen the conditions. That's up from where we were early uh, at the end of last year, an awful number. So not only do they think the economy is bad, they think Biden is contributing to the bad economy. Bad numbers. Bad numbers. Bad, bad numbers. Bad, bad things. Bad things happen in Philly, as you know. Bad, bad things. Uh, well, it, look, I mean, I, I keep telling you the economy is the number one issue, and it is. And and that's not going to change. And that guy on CNN just proved exactly what my point is. Hammering Biden, he's he's it's his fault. I mean, it's his issue. It's his issue. But again, it, it, outside of the bubble and the beltway, that's all they want to talk about is Roe v. Wade at this point. It's all they want to talk about is Roe v. Wade. Abortion is not going to be illegal in this country. But they cannot help themselves. Here's the the Media Research Center put together a little montage of the worst uh, hypocrisy from late night television, for example. Late night television. Here, take a little bit of a listen here. However, I find it interesting that these same people never use that argument when it comes to men. Yeah, because if you watch, if you watch Fox News or any of these channels, they've got ads for erectile dysfunction pills, right? <laughs> How come they never say, oh, you can't get it up? Well, that's God's will. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your penis doesn't work anymore? That's what the Lord wanted. They never say that. They never say. He's, medic- he's equating uh, erectile dysfunction with abortion. I mean, think about that for a moment. He's equating erectile dysfunction with abortion. This is, this is the lunacy of these people. I mean, how, how do you even have a rational conversation with somebody who can make an, uh, an analogy like that. Clinton is always encouraged to do whatever it can to augment men's sexual health, however it can. And if you, you want to see, if you want to see just how far medicine is willing to go for men, look no further than this story from the UK, where doctors helped a man grow a penis on his arm. Of course, after years of packing the Supreme Court with the expressed intention of overturning Roe v. Wade, Republicans in Congress took a victory lap. Jimmy, show their celebration. Oh, right. I forgot. They're cowards because they know it's really unpopular. So they didn't talk about the actual decision. Instead, Republicans focused on the unprecedented nature of the leak itself. Look. I can understand the argument that this leak is bad for the institution of the Supreme Court. But come on, did you think that waiting to release it this summer was going to make it a hot beach read? Your body, his choice. We never, we never get, we never get this sort of inside look. We never get this sort of inside look at the private machinations of the court. It's a secretive institution of unaccountable lifetime appointees. They don't want you to know what they're up to behind the scenes, especially in a case like this. Seeing one of their draft opinions before it's published is like seeing your gym teacher in a liquor store or like seeing a Taco Bell employee lead a horse into the kitchen. Whoa, 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 steady chalupa. It's going to be fine. And you know what? Maybe the institution deserves to be shattered a little bit. You could Maybe it does, right? Maybe it does. Forget norms. We only like norms when it works in our favor, obviously. We only like norms when it works in our favor. So what are you going to do? I mean, come on. What do you, what do you think? Come on. Uh, CNN's new boss thinks that New Day sucks and wants a fun show at 9 p.m. They had a, a town hall, and the new boss, Chris Licht, announced some of the plans and intentions to his nearly 5,000 underlings. Among the headline-worthy items to come out was his dissatisfaction with the morning show, New Day, a desire to have something fun in Chris, the lesser Cuomo's old spot at 9 p.m., and a clamp down on leaks. And he was hammering CNN Plus, of course, as you can imagine. 
According to the New York Times, which has have a recording of the meeting, Lick doesn't mention much of what the network has going on with their low-rated morning show, New Day, but he said he thought CNN's morning show could be a disruptive force. And added that he planned to work with the CNN executive producer, Eric Hall, to figure out the future of the early lineup. Do you know any, I mean, honestly, do you know anyone who watches CNN's morning show to get their day going, to start their day like, hey, listen, eggs, bacon, coffee, CNN, new day. It's a new day in America. Not a new day for CNN streaming, of course. That's dead, and that's not being revived, of course. But for CNN, you may want to start your day with CNN in the morning. Do you know any, I mean, I, I really, honestly, truly, anyone. You can listen to Joe and Mika, Mika whining of, of high intensity, Joe whining right along with her. But I'm just I'm just curious now if if anyone that you know says I cannot get enough of CNN in the morning. I would think if you wanted to watch CNN in the morning, you'd probably just watch ABC or Good Morning America or the Today Show, wouldn't you? Because it's it's all really the same stuff, isn't it? I think I mean I think it's all the same stuff. Well, I mean CNN's got a long long way to go. But when you're at the bottom, there's only one way to go, and that's up, right? Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Mortgage rates hit their highest level since 2009 right now. 2009. You know, I tell you, it's uh, the economy is bad. And, and I'm sorry, but as much as the left wants to obsess about this ruling, this draft ruling, it, it is still the economy stupid. And then the other thing that Biden's doing now is saying that MAGA is the most extreme movement in the history of movements or something like that. He actually came out and said that as well. These MAGA terrorists, the president said. Now, if you voted for President Trump, you, you, you are then a MAGA terrorist at this point. You know what I mean? That's basically what it is. That's what you are. That's how they view you. That's how they look at you. And they're not going to change you. They're not going to turn around and, and suggest in any way, shape, or form that you might be a decent person. No, no, you're, you're part of the whole thing. You're, you're part of the whole thing, and you're just as bad as everyone else. And at any moment now, you're going to attack the Capitol building, at any moment. So it's just a matter of time until the next insurrection occurs. Meanwhile, let's talk about killing Supreme Court justices, as they're doing right now. But what's really on people's minds right now is the economy. And it's going to be the economy from now until November and midterm elections. And I don't think people should worry. I really don't. Because I think that a lot of people think about the day and, and, and tomorrow and then the day after that. And they think that at any minute now, the left's going to win this battle, this war. But I don't see it. There's still a lot of pro-life people out there. And then, of course, you still have the left wanting to cancel everything. This time, like Disney. Here is Amy Schumer saying she struggles letting her kids watch problematic Disney films. One-time comedian Amy Schumer, who one time made funny jokes, now points out how all these movies are just not woke enough for her. Like, probably not. Uh, and but you changed so we it. changed it. Yeah, and I hope it's better. We changed his middle name to Dingleberry Fist Crap. <laughs> is that better? Dingleberry? It, it, is that it, good? It weirdly is you better. <laughs> and now, this is about the age, introducing him uh, to Disney films, I would imagine? You know, we've been trying, uh-huh. but they're real problematic. Like, I'm sure you've seen, like, they have all the warnings. Now. <laughs> like, yes, there's, like, a, a title card on almost everything. Just like, we're so Sorry, you know, we're going to still show it to you, but um, because, you know, so I tried showing, I was really excited to show him Peter Pan uh-huh. and we started and then like, you know, not too far in, there's like an Indian man in a headdress like, oh, and I'm like, okay, no, this is not good. This is not good. Uh, and then all the women can she say, can she say Indian man? I guess, I guess, I guess Amy Schumer can. 
it's like mostly just those mermaids in Peter Pan. They're topless and they're, they all speak in a whisper. Oh, Peter. Oh, I'm so wet. I'm a mermaid. <laughs> I don't. Is that actual no, yes, dialogue? Yes, it's actual dialogue. Check it and check it. I'm like, I don't want my son to see this, you know? So we watched Jungle Book. Don't even try with that. And then, and so I'm like, let's scrub forward. I'm sure the newer ones are better. And sure. so we watched, um, we wanted to watch Tangled. Which is about Rapunzel, mm -hmm. and um, a couple spoilers are coming your way. But Entangled, um, if you if she cuts her hair, it turns brown. <laughs> yeah, and that happens in the movie, okay? And then she has short brown hair, and even though she's hideous, the prince still finds a way to love her. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that a beautiful he message? ends up with a girl who has short brown hair. Short, a the prince. deformity of brown hair. Yeah. It's just, it's tough, you know? These movies, I'm, and I love the Monsters, Inc. movies, but there's like no women, you know, it's like, yeah. everybody's got to do better. Um, it's always so great to see you. Can you, you imagine you. living your life like this, where all you do is see triggers everywhere? Every, everything is an outrage and everything is a trigger for you? Everywhere you go. I, I, just I'm amazing to me to have that kind of a mindset. To turn on something with your kids and enjoy it and not be worried because something might be sexualized, but it might, it's that something might be not woke enough for your children. And that, and that something might be um, portraying people in a certain way. And I guess really what Amy Schumer is getting at is a question, which is why are those movies still around? What, why is Disney even allowing those movies to be shown, even with the warning labels? Why, why have them? But just imagine for your moment what it must be like in, in, in a world like that for you to sit there and find offense at everything, literally everything. You know, I find I, 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 to me, it's, it's repulsive, the idea of Jory Behar having sex when she talks about having a, uh, a, a sex boycott. That to me is I throw up in my mouth when I think about that. You know what I mean? I'm just like, you know, but but I don't I don't want the view canceled. I, I just think it's a stupid show. And I think it's, it's hurting America's mind and it's, it's causing people's brains to melt during daytime television. But at the same time, I also understand that the reality is people should have a choice to watch it or not. It's just it's the truth. Now, Biden calls MAGA the most extreme political organization in American history. Tulsi Gabbard, presidential candidate at one point, Democrat. Really, she should not be a Democrat, though, with the exception of some of her economic philosophies. Tulsi Gabbard is definitely not a modern-day Democrat. But Tulsi had a very good point to make about why they want to call you a MAGA terrorist. Absolutely despicable and outrageous. When you look at the president of the United States of America calling millions of Americans essentially terrorists, people who politically opposed him or voted against him, he's calling them terrorists in an attempt to intimidate them into silence. And we know this is because we've heard this before from both him and his attorney general. You'll remember when, when his attorney general said, you know, anyone who holds extremist or anti-authority views will be targeted for investigation and potential prosecution by their domestic terrorist unit. So he's essentially saying that this quote-unquote MAGA crowd are worse than terrorists. Uh, this is outrageous. And, and so for every American who's watching, every American who's seen this, no matter how you feel about the MAGA crowd, this is an authoritarian assault on our freedom. And we need to stand together very strongly against this attempt to intimidate and silence anyone who holds political views that are different from or opposed to what this president and his administration are furthering. This is an assault on our democracy. She's right. And I told you this a while ago, back when they put out that letter to the school boards 
from the National School Boards Association in partnership with the Department of Justice, and they wanted, the FBI was going to start investigating parents at school board meetings, labeling them domestic terrorists. And I knew that nothing was really going to come of that, but it was an attempt to just silence you and, and make you shut up because we live in cancel culture times. So here's how this works. You don't want to accidentally be labeled a domestic terrorist because it might cost you your job. It might cost you your livelihood. It might cost you your standing in your community. So instead of going to the school board committee and speaking out against the woke gender identity curriculum that they want to force down your kids' faces, you just decide to stay home. And that's how they win. They win by silencing you. And that's the ultimate goal here. So I didn't think they were actually ever going to really send FBI agents into school board meetings to monitor school boards. I, I didn't really ever think that. But just putting it out there was enough to cause some parents to think twice about going to a meeting and speaking out and maybe signing a petition and maybe posting something on social media. That's the goal of all of this. And, and again, they want, they want you to think you might be branded a domestic terrorist because they want you to think, hey, if you are, are with Republicans, you're no, you're no worse. I mean, you're no better than the guy who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. That's what, and, they, and everything comes back to January 6th with them. We are, it, it's like post 9-11, post January 6th. And with Democrats, every day is another opportunity now to clamp down on freedom and label Americans as domestic terrorists for the purposes of taking away rights and privileges and liberties. That's really what it comes down to. And the network media is all in on, on Biden's warning. Biden's warning of this extremism, and they're all in on parroting it. Here's another little compilation of the morning news shows. The question this morning, what happens next if the Supreme Court follows through on its leaked draft opinion that overturns Roe v. Wade? President Biden slamming the draft. This is about a lot more than abortion. Warning the conservative court could unravel other privacy rights like same-sex marriage and contraception and taking aim at former President Trump's MAGA movement. Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex organization that's existed in American history, in recent American history. New political fallout from that stunning Supreme Court leak. Now, President Biden's warning. Could this be the beginning of the rollback of certain rights? See? President Biden, echoing legal scholars on the left, is warning that the leaked Supreme Court draft opinion that would overturn Roe versus Wade could be just the beginning of the rollback of rights. What happens if you have a state change the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that, is that legit under the way that the decisions are That's definitely going to happen. Biden says that the followers of former President Donald Trump will push Republicans to go further using some of the toughest political language of his presidency. This MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex organization that's existed in American history, in recent American history. President Biden is now warning of what could come. What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex organization that's existed in American history, in recent American history. See, so they're all they're all parroting it, and they're all in on the scare, scaring you thing. So let's go through a couple of uh, of points here. Number one. Does anybody really believe that there's a single candidate running for governor in this country, a serious one, who would actually run on a platform that included, say, banning? gay kids from being in classroom with straight kids. Does anybody really believe that? That there's someone who would actually run on that platform and that that person would win? Do you think there's anyone out there who would really run on a platform of restoring a ban on interracial marriage? And do you think that person would be considered a serious candidate and, and could win in the United States of America today? Because I will tell you something. If you do, I will happily bet you and take your money. 
I will happily take your money. There's no one who thinks that. Well, a, a credible person. No one thinks that. No one thinks that Republicans are going to ban contraception. No one thinks they're going to ban gay kids. No one thinks they're going to ban interracial marriage. No one thinks this way. But if you lump it all together, then you stop talking about abortion and you start talking about the fear and you start talking about losing your privacy and your freedom and everything like this. First of all, the Democrats hate privacy and they hate freedom. Can we stop acting like the Democrats are the party of freedom and privacy rights, please? The only privacy they want is when it comes to abortion and that's it. Otherwise, they'll track you, monitor you, know exactly where you're going, knowing if you've been a good little boy or girl with COVID, they don't give a damn about your privacy rights, please. Bill Gates, welcome to the party, pal. Kind of a moment here. It wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much uh, travel without diagnosis uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly kind of like flu is although a bit different than that so that was a pretty scary period right. uh, where the world didn't go on alert including the united states nearly as fast as it needed to yeah but you know how many times are we saying that this virus had a low fatality rate and how many times are people like bill gates and others not listening and the government was telling you what to do and bossing you around, shutting down businesses. This is exactly what I mean. They don't actually care about your privacy and your freedom and your body and your choice. Because if they did, they would have handled COVID in a much different way. So we stop kidding ourselves here, please. Uh, Democrat Ohio Senate candidate Tim Ryan, who just won the nomination. Is he going to have Biden come in and campaign with him? Hmm. Well, of course, right? I mean, it's the president of the United States. Of course, you'd want the president of the United States to come in and campaign with you, wouldn't you? I mean, I guess if Charles Manson, well, he's dead, so you can't campaign with him. Bundy, I think he's he's dead. Um, the guy who attacked Dave Chappelle, he might be busy. So Biden, mm, still, no, not so much. I heard you in an interview today, really not answer if you want President Biden on the campaign trail in Ohio, the sitting president of the United States. I didn't hear an answer to that. Do you or do you not? I, my answer was, I want to be the face of this campaign, and I don't want any distractions. I don't need anybody to prop me up like J.D. Vance did. Even from the sitting president of the, the United line. States of your party, right? I'm sorry? Even from the sitting president of the United States of your party, who you well, voted we, we, we'll with 100% that, we'll of the time. We'll make that decision uh, as the uh, campaign continues. <laughs> Biden's a loser, and I don't want him anywhere near me. Who the hell are you kidding? Come on. Stop pressuring me on this. Enough, please. Why would he not want Biden around him anyway? Why? 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 Don't people love the guy? You cover the president. He's aware of these numbers. This is a trajectory you do not want. Disapproval of the president's handling of the economy. Look at that. You go back to April 2021 on the left, 66% now in a brand new CNN poll. I mean, that line is heading in the wrong direction and heading in the wrong direction when we are now inside six months to Election Day. It gets hard to improve the numbers in time. Right. And the way. Right, and so we don't want that loser anywhere near us on the campaign trail. So what I was saying, what I was saying was, was I don't want any, any, please, because we're uh, uh, get out back. 
uh, Biden's going to go after your appliances too. They're going to go after your appliances and they're going to make sure that your dishwasher does an even worse job of uh, cleaning your dishes and uh, an even more terrible job of flushing down the, 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 the solid stuff in, in the toilet. We have solutions that can deliver. We're, gonna, we're actually going to do 100 rules this year alone on appliances. Whoa, look at Just that. Just like you asked. Thank you. We are developing oh. partnerships on how we work together for new building standards, even for sustainable airlines. Who'd have thunk that they'd be all in, but they better be or they're going to be out of here. Right? Well, they're going to be out of here. That's Biden's climate advisor, Gina McCarthy. Oh, yeah. A hundred more rules this year on appliances alone, suckers. You can't get them and they're super expensive. And now we're going to make them even more expensive and less efficient. That's what we do. Oh, yes. And by the way, if anybody doesn't like it, there's a new office opening up at the Department of Justice, which I'll tell you about in just a second. Energy Secretary Granholm was asked a question. Do you believe any of the policies of Biden have impacted the supply of oil and gas in the country? Any policies? You know, canceling the Keystone XL pipeline? Anything like that? You do not believe any of your policies have impacted the supply of oil and gas in this country? Nor does uh, the CEOs of the oil and gas industries, 94% of oh, whom have said lie. that the failure to produce more have nothing to do with uh, the policies of government. Yeah, I, I would argue that point, and I think most Americans would as well. Uh, the, I grew up in the oil and gas industry. I'm still connected to it. And those folks are afraid to invest because of your policies, uh, your over-aggressive policies. And I just hope that your economists would stop and take responsibility that, you, that the decreased supply in this country is what has led to the increased price, and your policies are responsible uh, for that. Yeah, no, it's Putin. Just uh, Putin. It's Putin's price hike, dude. But just say Putin's price hike, all right? Putin's price hike. It's not Biden's policies in any way, shape, or form. And Americans don't think it is. Americans do not blame Biden. Americans' view of the nation's economy is the worst that it has been in a decade, according to a new CNN poll. Oh. A majority of U.S. adults say President Biden's policies have hurt the economy. Oh. Eight in ten say the government isn't doing enough to combat inflation. Oh, well, then I stand corrected, I guess. And look, if you don't like it, here's the here's the deal. If you don't like the hundred new rules, if you don't like it, you're going to be out of there. You're going to get out of there. You're going to be out. You're going to be out of there. All right. Uh, the Department of Justice today, Merrick Garland announcing a new division of the United States Department of Justice. Fresh from calling parents domestic terrorists, fresh from intimidating them from going to school board meetings, now he's decided to expand government once again. Here we go. Today, I am announcing three actions that the department is taking to advance environmental justice. First, consistent with the president's executive order on tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad, we are issuing a comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta We'll discuss environmental that in justice. Second, I'm pleased to announce that we are launching the Justice Department's first ever Office of Environmental Justice to oversee and help guide the Justice Department's wide ranging environmental justice efforts. Like all parts of government, it will get its own acronym OEJ. OEJ. And third, the justice and lots of people with guns to go out there and intimidate people. Oh, you bet. And more ways to spy on you and make sure you're not committing any environmental injustices. Department is issuing an interim final rule that will restore the use of an important law enforcement tool, 
supplemental environmental projects subject to new guidelines and limitations that I will also be issuing today. Mm, right. You got it? Understand? Good. Very good. Everybody makes sense about that? I hope so. Because it, none of that makes sense other than me. It's just the fact of the matter being that more government, more people with guns, more law enforcement, federal law enforcement, more expansion of government, uh, more people who can arrest you and take away your stuff and do all that. You know, like the state who took a woman's home because she owed $900 in property taxes? You know, stuff like that, for example. The left loves stuff like that, believe me. They love it. Uh, I got a lot more to say, but the truth is uh, I got to go speak tonight. I'm very honored to go to the South Jersey FOP Lodge. The It's a candlelight vigil tonight for fallen law enforcement officers. So I'll leave you with just this question. Can't men get pregnant? Because I thought men could get pregnant. I, it's, I thought men could get pregnant, but um, uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom, apparently now this bigot, does not agree with that sentiment. I Because the pregnant man emoji and I was all in birthing persons, right? Pregnant people, pr- birthed persons for people that have already had babies, birthed. So but what the pregnant man emoji was a thing five seconds ago. How's that all out the window now? I don't understand. Well, here is uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom, just so you understand that apparently now men can't get pregnant. Consistently opposing all of those supports. Hell, they don't even believe in climate science. Talk to me about being pro-life. Spare me. Your body, your choice. It's a hell of a moment to live in. Like you say, we will not be defeated. We will stand tall, we will stand firm, and we will affirm the constitutional, currently constitutionally protected rights of women and girls, their reproductive rights and freedoms in California. And we will assert ourselves, as I said, as Californians by punching above our weight, working with other like-minded leaders and governors and legislatures all across this country. And we're not going to roll over. We will not back down. And we will continue to fill in the gaps and address the disparities that continue to persist even in a state like ours, even in California. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it.